No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we will see where God told Judah to ask for the old paths and to walk in the good way, but they refused. So he would bring calamity from the north against them. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. Because of her persistent disobedience and idolatry, God would soon bring war against Jerusalem, his treasured possession, the city where he chose to put his name. Now, Jeremiah sounded the alarm about the fierce army that would soon come from the north. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 6. O you children of Benjamin, gather yourselves to flee from the midst of Jerusalem, blow the trumpet in Tekoa, and set up a signal fire in Beth Hakarim, for disaster appears out of the north and great destruction. Jeremiah warned his own tribe of Benjamin to flee from Jerusalem because the city would soon be besieged by the Babylonians. The trumpet would be sounded at Tekoa, about 11 miles southeast of Jerusalem, and the signal fires would be lit in Beth Hakarim to warn the inhabitants of the land to flee. I have likened the daughter of Zion to a lovely and delicate woman. The shepherds with their flocks shall come to her. They shall pitch their tents against her all around. Each one shall pasture in his own place. God likened the daughter of Zion to a lovely and delicate woman, but she would soon become a broken and desolate widow. The Babylonians would come like shepherds and camp all around Jerusalem. They would drive their flocks of soldiers to feed on the riches of the land while they besieged Jerusalem. Prepare war against her. Arise and let us go up at noon. Woe to us, for the day goes away, for the shadows of the evening are lengthening. Arise and let us go by night and let us destroy her palaces. For thus has the Lord of hosts said, cut down trees and build a mound against Jerusalem. This is the city to be punished. She is full of oppression in her midst. Now, when the Babylonians attacked, they would be so relentless that even though the sun was setting, they would continue to make war by night until there was complete destruction. The Lord would direct their captains, even as he had once directed Israel in her warfare. He would instruct Nebuchadnezzar's army in cutting down the trees to build siege works against Jerusalem. As the people of Judah had oppressed one another, they would now be oppressed by others. As the fountain wells up with water, so she wells up with her wickedness. Violence and plundering are heard in her. Before me continually are grief and wounds. Be instructed, O Jerusalem, lest my soul depart from you, lest I make you desolate, a land not inhabited. Truly, a water fountain can be a beautiful thing, especially when there's lights. I love a good water fountain. But Jerusalem had become a fountain spewing forth wickedness. Violence and plundering were heard in her. Grief and wounds came up even before God. Therefore, God issued a final warning against his favored city to listen to his instruction. If she did not heed, then he would depart from her and leave her desolate and unprotected. 
You know, the United States has been a tremendous fountain to the rest of the world in so many ways. But what are we now spewing forth? While we have sought to defend human rights and stand against oppression throughout the world, we've also exported our pornography, blasphemy, violence, and immorality, often through our movies and media. In forsaking the commandments of God and going our own way, we have inflicted grief and wounds upon one another that have come up before God. Now, it's easy for us to point the finger at others, but that only leaves us blind to our own true condition. Judgment has already begun. Just over the past 20 years, consider what has happened. Terrorism, war, recession, debt, a pandemic, and now inflation. Do you think God is seeking to get our attention? Could he be giving us a final warning, a final opportunity as he did to Jerusalem? I think that the worst thing that could happen to the United States would be for God to depart from us as a nation and leave us desolate and unprotected as he did to his favored nation of Israel. Thus says the Lord of hosts, they shall thoroughly glean as a vine, the remnant of Israel, as a grape gatherer, put your hand back into the branches. When the Jews harvested their fields, the law prohibited them to go back a second time. They were to leave what remained for the poor of the land to glean. But when the Babylonians invaded, they would be so thorough that they would be like gleaners who took everything, leaving nothing behind. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Indeed, their ears uncircumcised they cannot give heed. Behold, the word of the Lord is a reproach to them. They have no delight in it. Now, what good is it to speak to someone who simply refuses to listen? God had warned his people, but their ears were as uncircumcised as the pagans. They were so used to listening to the flesh and to the world that they could not even tolerate the word of God. A person will either listen to the world or to the word. The secret of a successful life for both now and eternity is to love the Word of God. And the beginning of every failure and every backsliding is when we disregard God's Word. God had given His children the very best gift He could give to anybody, His Word. But they had turned a deaf ear to it. Therefore, I am full of the fury of the Lord. I am weary of holding it in. I will pour it out on the children outside and on the assembly of young men together. For even the husband shall be taken with his wife, the aged with him who is full of days. And their houses shall be turned over to others, fields and wives together. For I will stretch out my hand against the inhabitants of the land, says the Lord, because from the least of them, even to the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. There was nothing left for God to do but to pour out his fury upon his willful and rebellious people. And what great sorrow and devastation would come upon the husband, the wife, children, young adults, and the elderly they would all lose their homes, their fields, and their families. The Hebrew word that's translated covetousness here refers to ill-gotten gain. Everyone had given himself over to this, deceiving each other. They have also healed the hurt of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. 
Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed, nor did they know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall. At the time I punish them, they shall be cast down, says the Lord. Rather than owning up to their sins, they were saying peace, peace when there was no peace. They were unashamed of their abominations, of going to pagan temple prostitutes and even sacrificing their own children in the fire. They had lost their ability to blush. Therefore, God would punish them. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Now, the good way lies in the old path. It has been said that if it is new, then it is not true. And if it is true, then it is not new. There is no peace for the wicked, but the way of the Lord brings rest for the soul. When we lack peace, when we are anxious, so oftentimes it's simply because we are not surrendering ourselves and submitting ourselves to God and following his paths. Jesus said that if we are weary and heavy burdened to come to him and he will give us rest for our souls. Also, I set watchmen over you saying, listen to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not listen. No matter how many ways God approached them, they would not listen. Therefore, hear, you nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I will certainly bring calamity on this people, the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not heeded my words nor my law, but rejected it. God cares about his reputation among the nations. The nations would see Jerusalem destroyed and conclude that God couldn't take care of his own people. God wanted them to know that this calamity came because of his own people's willful disobedience. For what purpose to me comes frankincense from Sheba and sweet cane from a far country? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices sweet to me. Their expensive incense and their burnt offerings were detestable to the Lord because they were brought with evil hearts. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I will lay stumbling blocks before this people and the fathers and the sons together shall fall on them. The neighbor and his friend shall perish. Thus says the Lord, behold, a people comes from the north country and a great nation will be raised from the farthest part of the earth. They will lay hold on bow and spear. They are cruel and have no mercy. Their voice roars like the sea and they ride on horses as men of war set in array against you, O daughter of Zion. The Babylonian army would be cruel and merciless. Verse 24, we have heard the report of it. Our hands grow feeble. Anguish has taken hold of us. Pain as of a woman in labor. Do not go out into the field nor walk by the way because of the sword of the enemy. Fear is on every side. As they would receive reports of the invasion, their hearts would melt in fear. Pain would overcome them as a woman in labor and there would be no place for them to go to escape. O daughter of my people, dress in sackcloth and roll about in ashes. Make mourning as for an only son, most bitter lamentation, for the plunderer 
will suddenly come upon us. It would only be a genuine mourning and bitter lamentation over their sins that could heal them. And since they hadn't come to this on their own, they would mourn through devastation. How tragic that God has to go to such drastic measures before people will humble themselves. I have set you as an assayer and a fortress among my people that you may know and test their way. They are all stubborn rebels, walking as slanderers. They are bronze and iron. They are all corruptors. The bellows blow fiercely. The lead is consumed by the fire. The smelter refines in vain. For the wicked are not drawn off. People will call them rejected silver because the Lord has rejected them. An assayer would analyze precious metals and determine their worth. Jeremiah's words would test the hearts of the people. Those who were of the truth would receive them, but those who loved evil would reject his words. God had allowed the purifying fires to come to Judah, but they would not be refined because they would not repent. Therefore, they would be as rejected silver. Now, the author of Hebrews tells us it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Oh, that we would all acknowledge our sins and turn from them before it is too late. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see that Jeremiah stands in the temple and tells people to amend their ways. They have trusted in lying words, so God will do to his house as he did to Shiloh. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible.